Hello and welcome to Monday Chat with Olushe, where we share with you about all things faith, motherhood, family and life. Hello everyone and welcome again to another episode of Mommy Chats with Olusheye. And today is a special one because I have here with me my dear friend and sister, Dr. Megor, and she's going to be sharing with us today about a very interesting topic. I'm sure you will agree with me when I tell you the topic. You already know, don't you? <laughs> I'm going to be chatting with her today about motherhood and marriage the delicate balance and i'm so excited really about this topic because i i feel like it's an area that a lot of people don't talk about like your motherhood and your marriage how both of them are two different things <laughs> and we need to talk about both of them so welcome dr Menkor. i am so excited to have you here in the room with me and you're looking so precious and um, so beautiful today. And I love your hair. If you're going to be listening to this on the podcast, sorry, you can't see the hair. Okay, but she has beautiful <laughs> hair right now. <laughs> she has this beautiful <laughs> hair right now. And I am happy that, um, that she has it here. So we're just going to get into, into studying this off right away. And thank you, Dr. Megar, again for being a part of this. Um, ladies, I see you already saying welcome, welcome, welcome right there in the chat. Thank you. She appreciates it. <laughs> it's good to have you. So yeah, uh, let's get into this right, right away. Um, Dr. Megor, do you want to share with me just a little bit about what is happening to you right now um, in your life? So what is happening in your life? I don't mean all the all the, all the extra details, but, you know, something fun that is happening right now with you. Um, <laughs> I just want to share with us before we get into today. Okay. I think um, it's very interesting. I like the way your own question is going, just very unexpected, right? So, <clears throat> so let me also share something a bit unexpected with you guys. And um, uh, this will be the first time I think I'm sharing it um, publicly. But is that um, I'm in a very interesting place in my life right now when, when I thought I was done, you know, with childbearing and had taken the normal medical steps that I knew how to in terms of uh -huh. contraception. <laughs> I find myself pregnant with my fourth child, right? Um, and I remember thinking to myself when, <laughs> when I, <clears throat> excuse me, please. <clears throat> when I found out and <clears throat> sorry that's okay <laughs> I said to God I said wow God you must really trust me I mean I, I I don't know how else to explain this you must really trust me to be giving me a fourth child when I feel like I was struggling with the three struggling because 2020 was a very interesting year for us all mm -hmm. and I spent it homeschooling you know most of the time apart from the other things I had to do even when school reopened, schools reopened in Nigeria, I didn't allow my children to go to school. It was mm -hmm. another journey. So imagine, you know, having that on top of all of 
this. So mm. yeah, it's um, it's an interesting period of trying to find a new balance, mm. right? Um, yes, a new balance and trying to <laughs> recreate and just take this in and then, you know, because I'm someone that tries to be very intentional. Uh, my husband always says design precedes practice. So it just typically don't just let things happen, you know? Mm. So yeah, so very interesting curve, learning curve for me. Thank right you. Uh, thank you for sharing. And I feel like you're here at the right moment, at the right time, uh, just because I feel like now you can tell us everything about marriage and motherhood. And now this new phase, I feel like you are even in a better position to even be chatting about this. So now let's get into today, which is, first of all, I want to know about you. Like everybody, I know you, you're my friend. <laughs> Some people don't really know you. And so I'm just going to let you share. Who's Dr. Maker? Yeah. Okay, um, Dr. Megor is um, <laughs> a young lady who mm -hmm. is um, consumed by a sense of purpose, you know, I've been that way for a while, um, and that's, I mean, everything just has to make sense to me, you know, why are we here, what am I doing here, um, and what, how am I contributing positively to my world and serving my God in doing that. Um, I am, uh, like I said, a young mother of three, married to my partner in purpose. I'm very happy about that because that makes all the difference in many areas. Um, and then I have three kids, um, a fourth on the way. Um, I'm a medical doctor by training. I run an NGO focused on early childhood development. I also have another company that is uh, focused on using media to reach uh, parents and uh, young mothers and help them with the tools they need to give their children the best start in life. Yeah. Um, what else? I like to dance. I yeah. like to. Interesting. I like to look for trouble. <laughs> have the strength <laughs> with the people that I love when I have the strength. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much me <laughs> these days. I think. Oh, thank you for sharing that. I love what you said. I like to do for trouble. <laughs> you know, because I, I, I'm a little mischievous myself. Life can be very boring. Sometimes. I know. I'm a little mischievous myself. So when you say I like mm -hmm. to do, I'm like, okay, that is me. I like to also find trouble. Surely my husband's own. <laughs> for trouble somewhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. Okay. So uh, let's talk about this motherhood and marriage thing. How did you meet your husband? Mm. Um, your journey into marriage. Mm. Let's just get, give us the gist, the interesting school. <laughs> the gist. So hmm, it, it was interesting because I say, I think we say we met ourselves twice or three times. Um, so the very first time we met, I was in secondary school. So that's like high school, mm -hmm. um, excuse me. And he was in college, that's in university. Um, and I mean, it was just a normal meeting, um, nothing, you know? <laughs> yeah, just knew him from afar and that was it. Um, there was another time we met, you know, just separate. But then finally we met again when I got admission into the university mm. and he was in his final year. Um, and we saw, and according to him, I was this new, <laughs> this new person and, you know, and all of that. And wow. so, yeah, so that's how we met. So um, 
so when we were on campus, I didn't, there was a fellowship that we kind of uh, both belonged to, like from my secondary mm -hmm. school, the, the, the fellowship, that's a Christian fellowship, had like um, an outreach in my secondary school, which I was part of. So when I came into mm -hmm. the university, I was determined not to be part of it anymore. I just wanted to go to where I wasn't known and all of that. But he just kept coming. He wouldn't let up to my room every day and saying, you know, wanted to take me for fellowship and all of that. And after I dodged and dodged one of those days, um, I finally couldn't run out of excuses, you know, and followed him. Um, and I was going through a very rough patch in my life at the time. Mm -hmm. And I think God used him to get me to talk and was the very first person I could really pour out my heart to. And God also used him to minister to me, to minister healing at the time. And so he became my mentor, really. I know a lot of people laugh and, and tease us about this, but he became my mentor, my teacher, and he still is in many ways. Um, and taught me so much about a lot of things I know about life, about the word of God, made me read books. I grew like never before, you know, and all of that. And so I was shocked when about six months after he comes and says that he thinks he wants to spend the rest of my of his life with me that's the kind of person very direct so he asked me to marry him straight up and a few weeks later he was missing my family and saying the same thing my mom was like that very audacious you know she's young and all of that so but anyway we dated and five years after yeah so we've been married for it's going to be 12 years this year yeah mm. Mm. wow amazing you've been married for 11 years like 11 and a half going to be 12 wow mm -hmm. wow and i want to pick you up on something you, you mentioned which is this journey of yeah. healing right that you spoke about yeah. in this journey of healing uh, about um you know and how your husband helped you and and the reason i'm, I'm picking up from there is because it, when we step into marriage a lot of us usually come with baggage Mm. you know from where we are coming from we come with baggage mm. and whether we like it or not whether we agree with it or not whether we want to believe it or not uh, our past experiences play a very huge part in how we navigate our marriages right mm. so i want i just wanted to share a little bit about you know your journey into that into that place and how you what do you think how do you think that part of your of your past of your journey come before marriage, you know, played a role in how you started off when you first got married, you know? And are there things mm. you can see that you say, oh, wow, uh, it's because of this, like your natural reaction to something that is not even the way it's supposed to be, uh, something like that, yeah. <laughs> Very interesting question. I mean, in fact, in the book my husband and I just wrote, I think we start off the book talking about that. Mm. Um, and it's something I talk about a lot. You see, um, according to statistics, myself and my husband should not be married today. Mm. We shouldn't have the kind of family that we have today. We shouldn't enjoy the kind of life that we do today. Um, largely because I'm from um, a very interesting background, right? Um, in my background, everything happened um, from polygamy to divorce, to remarriage, to adultery, to violence. I mean, almost everything and everything in between, right? Um, and so it was very broken for me. I never had that example of from how things should be, <laughs> you know, and um, where, where I come from, you know, we're just, just a lot of um, 
drama. Mm. Yes, that's mm. just a lot of drama. I'm, I'm not even joking. Like when I give people some examples of things that go on that used to go on in my house on a normal day. They can't believe it. Like, you know, this home, Nollywood should be, you know, getting scripts from us. No joke. That is uh, just from another day. Like, Fuji House of Commotion is learning. I'm not even kidding. Um, so, but yes, that's, um, that's where I came from. So you can imagine that my husband came from the exact opposite kind of background, you know, very, um, you know, very, very chaste, you know, religious, you know, very controlled. Um, upbringing and so coming together my sisters just go, and go figure <laughs> um, one of the areas I had a big issue was um, conflict resolution right now where I came from if you're angry you shout you scream you hit you fight you break something you cry you know and then you know everybody's okay you know <laughs> you everybody's okay and now I get married to this young man who, you know, just refuses to accept that bad behavior. Mm. He'll do something, I'm hurt, and I'm trying to express myself, and he'll say to me, look, I know that I hurt you or whatever I said, but bad behavior is bad behavior. The fact that no you have said bad you have the right to speak to me in that phone, and I'm like, excuse me, sir. I don't understand. It's like you're carrying a knife, you're cutting my leg. I'm mm. saying, no, 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 don't cry like that. Bring your voice down here. What did you say? You say I should stop using that. Like, I couldn't understand it. I mean, the woman I am today, <laughs> I didn't know it was possible to actually have a conversation, to be upset, and to find a way to actually resolve that upset without becoming aggressive, without becoming um, insulting, you know, putting the other person down. Um, and just unnecessarily dramatic, right? Mm. Because what used to happen, I would find, is that everything gets swept up in the drama, in the emotion, and then he cannot deal. I learned also that, you know, presenting emotions like that to most men, um, it, it, you know, presenting, you're trying to present facts, but it's in all the emotions, they can't deal. So it just walks away. It shuts down, walks away, and it makes it worse. I start crying. I'm like, ah, you don't love me. How can you love somebody? You see the person in pain and you're, Mm. you know so that that was one major so communication and we all know that communication is the bedrock you know of mm. any relationship mm. so imagine if you could not actually work through those things um so that was one thing that really affected me i think another thing too because i had this um craving for the love of my father you know my parents ended up being um separated for about a, a decade they're about um, and all of that. And so I also came in expecting my husband to father me um, and just and overlook a lot of things like and just because, you know, I was also drawn to even before I met him, I was drawn to older men. Older men. Right? Like uh, the first person I dated was like 15 years older than me. Hmm. My husband is seven years older than me, but he was the youngest person I ever seriously considered. I mean, it was that I wouldn't even see you, you know if you are not a certain age, it was just something in me, you know, crying out for. Um, and I thought, you know, you should just overlook and know that ah, this small girl, I know how to pet me and all that, but he wasn't having it. Um, he insisted that we must walk through it and no shortcuts. And um, wow. today I'm proud <laughs> and really surprised of the work that God has done in my life that I can actually have very serious. <laughs> we have weathered storms that should have, broken us to pieces you know 
and mm -hmm. being able to actually navigate, mm -hmm. you know, talk <laughs> about it, resolve it, handle it, come up with it is such a miracle. Wow. <laughs> so wow yeah wow uh, well and you know the thing that i hear you say is even though you started off on on a, like, a weird wrong like wrong note right yeah. growing up and you know you're you got into the marriage and the person saying i'm sorry but we will have to resolve this thing like we cannot allow this to be a problem we cannot allow this to break bring us yeah we cannot allow this issues or whatever, or maybe mindsets or thinking or whatever, we cannot allow them to determine how our own future will look like as a family. Yeah. So what yeah. I hear you say is it doesn't matter where you're coming from. It doesn't oh, matter what, what kind of background you've had. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. every behavior can be unlearned mm -hmm. and you can adopt new behavior. I mean, if you are saying yeah. this, considering what, what you shared about your background and everything, and now you're here saying, I'm this totally different woman. I can't even believe it. Mm -hmm. you know so my next question would be are there things you did in particular yeah. you know to ensure yeah. that you were not going to keep going back to your mm -hmm. default setting of how you were raised yeah. and say you know what i just want to go go forward i, I refuse yeah. to allow myself to be this person and uh, the things that you did that can help someone who's watching who's listening who say ah, i just need help in this area mm. absolutely and like i said we shared that in the book we wrote together it's mm -hmm. 11 11 11 11 yeah 11, yeah because it's uh, 11 major principles that we've learned about marriage in the first 11 years yeah. you know of our marriage and um i think one thing i had to learn was that marriage excuse me is a mm -hmm. farm mm -hmm. right and that speaks very um clearly to intentionality mm -hmm. i think i for some reason i, I didn't didn't know that you know i mean i thought i i, I by the time i got, met my husband and all of that i was on fire for god again and all of that i thought i made the right choice good girl good guy come on what i mean we're going to take on the world what else do we need mm. i was so wrong i was so wrong and um that actually was the first thing when i realized that ah you have to work it because if you do nothing think about a typical farm if you do nothing, right, you will think logically that what should happen, nothing should happen now yeah. because you did nothing, right? Yeah. But no, if you do nothing, weeds will grow. Something will be happening, what you do not want to happen, right? Weeds will grow. And after a while, you cannot recognize that farm, you know, but if you're intentional, first of all, about having a picture, okay, what do I want? For this farm, what do I want to plant? Is it corn? Is it this? Is it that? Do I want it to be a garden? What, you know, mm. and start from there and then you begin to till the soil based on the kind of things you want to plant we all know for example corn doesn't grow in the same time or the same soil as something like apple or rice you know for example so you want to create the kind of right kind of environment you want to use the kind of to write the right tools to till the ground and then you want to be consistent you know in your planting and your pruning and your you know just nurturing until you get to the harvest and if you do those things of course you will harvest what you planted right so let's take that and just just juxtapose it into marriage so i think for me the turning point was when i realized it i said ah they didn't tell us so marriage is work ah, ah. why didn't they say if they are told you won't believe i'm like no 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 somebody that sat down to clearly explain that ah 
Kini, your girl. <laughs> I know. You know, it's not for the faint-hearted. Um, yeah. you will have to. It will push you to the very limits mm. of who you think you are. Push you through it, and you know. But the beautiful thing is that I think it was C.S. Lewis. I'm just paraphrasing now, but there was this beautiful quote, and he said he believes that actually marriage is the singular most effective place that God designed mm. for making for like pruning and mm. you know sandpaper you know those things mm -hmm. like making mm -hmm. you the, the highest version of yourself in preparation for eternity you know and it makes so much sense because guys i mean anyone who's married here you know test you love and forgiveness and sacrifice everything right um and so for me being intentional was one part i had to sit down you see i described where i was coming from one thing i was sure was that i did not want to recreate that mm. it was clear so i now had to say okay after a while, okay, I, I know what I don't want. What do I want, right? What do I want? Initially, I didn't know that I, I had to articulate that. So I had to sit down and articulate and thank God for the kind of person my husband is. And, you know, to say, okay, this is what I want. I, this is what we want to characterize our home. So we go as far as having a family charter. In fact, my husband is a management consultant and strategist. You won't believe the tools that we use. Yeah, there's this stream analysis tools used for building companies. We use it for our home. Like you look at the organizing arrangements, you look at the technology, you look at the social factors and different things. So yeah, from how physically, how do I want, what do I want people to experience when they step into my home? Yeah. From that part, yeah. what do I want our culture to be like with the children? And it doesn't have to be, I mean, for you, it might be you want to respect, what are our core values, right? What do I think our vision is as a family? What do I, because for me, again, because of that background I came from, I was convicted and I had a word, you know, that God was choosing us, bringing us from our different backgrounds, bringing us together to begin a new nation for him that he was going to use and raise godly seed for specific purposes. So I have, you know, so I had to seek that out to say, okay, well, what is this for? Because I believe that a marriage is a union, is a partnership for, for amazing things. You guys have seen what a power couple can achieve if you are aligned, you know, in purpose and all of that. I mean, there's just no stopping you. And I think that every family actually has a role. There's that something, you know, it might be different or her, even in terms of how you're to raise your children, what direction and all of those things. And so we started to do it. And then we started to have, um, you know, create. So based on that design, we started to create, um, do things on a daily, weekly, uh, monthly, quarterly and yearly basis to give us that kind of life. I don't know if I have time, I, I, then I, I can mention some of those things under these, um, uh, whatever, but if not, maybe later, hmm. I'll talk about it. I love it. I, I, something you said that really struck me is, is, is this design, you know, and it's something that I advocate all the time, which is generally, so let's even assume that we're not talking about marriage, but even in your life, like, mm, yeah. you leave life active, like, let's just come. No, you, like you said, something I, first thing you said was, you made up your mind of what you didn't want and what you wanted. Mm. And based on that, you created this design of what it should look like, right? And from that design, you started to immediately put things in your daily, weekly, monthly, annual. But a lot of us sometimes, you know, we just, we just assume that things are going to just go a certain way. And we, we are not deliberate about how we want things to look, what kind of marriage do I want to have? Maybe because, I mean, growing up, when I was much younger, I always had this, this picture in my mind 
about the kind of home that I wanted to have, right? And so getting into marriage, I, I, I started to immediately say, mm -mm, I don't want this, I want that. Or how, how kind of children do I want to raise? So some things, I cannot allow my children to do this because, well, this mm -hmm. kind of family I'm trying mm -hmm. to... But a lot of us, maybe you started out not with intention, but it's fine because wherever you are today, you can decide that from today. It's never too late. I want to live my life, my marriage, you know, with intentionality. And I want this kind of family. And that's what I've heard Dr. Mega say, because saying that I didn't start off this way, but mm -hmm. along the way I said, mm -mm, it cannot work. Can I do something else? You know, can yeah. we make this work another way? And can we cultivate yeah. it like a farm and say, what kind of seeds are we, do we want to plant in the, on this farm? Or, or, or should we start from the, the, the future? What kind of harvest do we want to reap? Yeah. Because that's yeah. what determines the kind of seed yes. we are trying to plant want today. To plant. Yeah. And that's what I hear her say, you know, what kind of harvest do we want to see? I want to, I'm picturing my children in 10 years. I'm like, okay, what kind of children have I raised after these mm. 10 years? So what can I do today? to ensure that I'm raising, you know, that I'm putting the seeds now so that in that in those 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, I'm seeing that harvest in them. And that's what I, I want us to take away, you know, from what she just, she just said right now. And that brings me, you know, quickly to my next question about motherhood, you know, what's your own journey like in terms of getting into motherhood? And how did, did you, um, at any point in time in your, in your marriage, did you have to now make any adjustments? So you already let's say decision that you said, oh, I want a good marriage and all that. Did you have to make yeah. any further adjustments in your marriage to accommodate this new phase of motherhood? Mm -hmm. And how are we now going to navigate this season uh, that mm -hmm. we found ourselves in? What did you have to do? Absolutely. So <laughs> that's funny because again, in my whole, in my family, uh, like I said, I was, I come from a very large family. Um, in all, I think about. 18 kids, you know, um, from both sides. And um, I was, I'm the last of my mom's kids, right? Um, on, that, on this long line. And so I never got the opportunity to take care of, to help anybody carry any baby or take care of any baby. So I was never the person to be doing my ovaries. Nothing is happening to my ovaries. Let me see I know. Like, oh, so cute. I see babies, yeah, oh, so cute and all of that, but bye, you know. So I, I could never describe myself as a children's person. Um, so it's interesting that today I'm, I'm focused on early childhood development and it was motherhood that did that for me because um, I had my first child. Of course, we made different, because I mean, as, as, a, as a, a spin off from the adjustments we had started to make in our marriage, um, you know, we, we had our first child at, at like the third year into marriage. So he benefited already. One of the things we had already, we let our TV go um because it was interfering with our relationship so for about nine years in our lives now we, we do not have a tv in our house um and so because we wanted the bond and all and it has really helped and then of course understanding the effects that it has on babies you know zero to two for example the um recommendation professionally is no screen time but that's another story here uh, so for example I, we started to make those kind of shifts because of our children uh-huh now when i had my second child <laughs> that's another thing i need to say to everyone that guys kids are different like god will give you <laughs> they are so different and you need to understand the personality the strengths and the weaknesses of each of your children every child is like a seed 
and what kind of environment would they thrive in and what do they need? And so I had this second child, you know, a girl, my first was a son who was so strong-willed, <laughs> so strong-willed, started talking early, walking early at 18 months, knew what she wanted. And remember my background again, of course, we always resort to our defaults, you know. So the only tool I had in my parenting toolbox was to shout or to spank. And it was crazy. I got up to a point where, you know, dealing with a very young child and finding myself spanking almost every day. And I told myself, nah, there has to be a better way. And so I reached out to one of my mentors. That's another thing that I share that has helped us along the way, you know, adopting the right mentors for different areas of your life, marriage, parenting, you know, different areas. But I, I love the way she had raised her children. I just asked her how, you know, and she mentioned that she never had to spank her children. I'm like, wait, excuse, wait, you said, at that point in my life, I'm sorry, guys, if I sound very, you know, primitive, but I had never heard it. I yeah. never met someone, a Nigerian mother who raised her children in Nigeria, who did, ah, ah, you know, so that started another journey for me. And that's how, you know, I went deeper into the whole early childhood thing, trying to understand child psychology and how kids develop and a better way to do things. And oh my goodness, again, in that regard, um, I look back, I mean, even, even my son comments, you know, he's older, he's, he's going to be nine in a few days, and I have a five-year-old, you know, and you know when that he's just like, oh, that, you, are, you are so lucky, like mommy is not you the way she is before, <laughs> you know you and and it has really affected my parenting um and the way i do things you know learning positivity and learning to again like you said determine what kind of children do i want to raise and so everything is about because of the kind of i don't want to raise children who you know are not afraid who are afraid to speak their mind who are conditioned who are watching what everybody is doing and are aligning because they're afraid to be different who have none and I want, I want to raise children that ask the questions why, children who are not just consumers, but children who are innovators, children. So it's, I mean, for example, like I said, um, no TV in my house, like our routine is different. There are certain things that we do because I drum it into their heads that see you are, you are, you are a creator. Like when you sit down in front of a device, you should be asking yourself, how does this thing work? And what was the mind of person that created it and all of that, not just being a recipient of something that someone else created, you know, for example, making them understand that they are children of God, they were created here, they are here for a purpose for a time like this, and they are lights. And everywhere we go, we have to shine that light, we have to be leaders. And of course, ah, leading by example, I think that's one of the most, um, in, the toughest things to do as a parent, because I think parenting is also designed by God to fine tune us a bit more, because it puts pressure on you to really become better. Yeah. And I think parenting has done that for me as well. Wow. You know, <laughs> this thing that you're saying, uh, it's, it, it's, you know, sometimes when I, when I, when you, when you're trying to, to look for people, it's like what they call, there's a possibility of something, of something, this thing exists somewhere. Right. And that's what I, that's my own number one lesson from what you just said, looking at the fact that it is possible to have a family where nobody's screaming or nobody's yelling or somebody's not killing their children, <laughs> you know, every day 
or like what you just said about how that you don't have TV in your home and all of that. I remember when, when, when before we moved to Canada and we were in Nigeria, my children they don't watch they didn't used to watch TV during the um, during the week like no TV during yeah. the week. You only I only allow to watch TV during the weekend because there's no yeah. no distraction nothing. Just when you come from school, you do your homework and all of that. You know, so before that it is possible. None that is a possibility. Eh, really? yeah. It used to be weird to people when I used to say then. So now mm-hmm. hearing you that say that you don't even have a TV, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. it's even another level, <laughs> you know, another <laughs> level. And and it just makes me see that whatever kind of life we want for ourselves, it's just oh, going to take you it. going against the grain. Exactly. Oh, yes. You yes, can create the kind of atmosphere that mm-hmm. you want in your home, yeah. you want in your marriage, mm-hmm. you want in your motherhood, in your life. You don't let the world shove things down your throats. It's what a lot of us are, are like. And this thing about consumerism, honestly, like you just said about mm, the average black oh. person is created. Oh, yeah. uh, and we never yeah. question things, you know. Yes. You never question yes. things, you never yes. think, oh, what what what's what else? can I what can I can I do differently? Most I always take what everybody says, mm-hmm. Most I always mm-hmm. accept it yeah. as a form. And I no. create something for myself. My own. What do I want? Exactly. What do I want? What my do I want in my marriage? Yeah. My, my own. family. In my own home. Do I have to copy another person's owners? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. something wrong with modeling. Maybe too. I love what they're doing. Like what you said. I love what they're doing. I think I can ask some questions about how they're doing it. But what do you want? A lot of us are afraid to be different or to say, mm-hmm. this is what I want. I don't want that. And because mm-hmm. they'll like, oh, judge me. We do not say we don't want to be in our house and all those things that we, that we, or people's opinions of how life should look. And I hear you, and I hear you that I'm clear. And I'm just imploring everyone who's listening, you know, to, to also go back and say, what do I want? What do I want? And what am I going to do to ensure that I get it? And like I was sharing, I was sharing with, with um, ladies on, on Amum University, uh, the Gaping Moms Club, a few days ago, just yesterday, now, <laughs> you know, saying that. When it comes to to uh to to life, we have to, there's always trade-offs, you know. There are always going to be trade-offs in our lives. What do I have to give up? It could be the TV, you know, mm-hmm. we, to be able yeah. to have that life that we want in this uh, one. Yeah. Uh, hmm. And and those sacrifices, you know, they are not easy. Like not people easy. see me and ask me how, like, how do you raise kids? Because Unfortunately, you know, some people now have a situation where some of their kids will not eat without TV. They will not do like they will be they will know what to do, you know, without ah. it. And saying that, I say, ah, no, but we have devices, you know, for mm. example. And just like you said, during the week, school time, no devices at all. Mm. And during the weekends, and then we do have movie night, like tonight now is movie night. So we have mm. a projector. Yeah. Instead, and we use we project the movies that we have chosen, mm-hmm. you know, to 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 watch. There's this channel, you know, for parents here who Yippee, yeah. Yippee, it's, uh, it's, it's it's directed actually at um, um I think Christian families, you know, where unlike having Netflix, you know, so mm-hmm. they are safer um stuff for kids that they can watch during the week. So, but that's just the one of most of the time they're interacting with devices, you know. Um, I even bought I bought tablets and took them away because mm. I just like instead everybody has a laptop and there are different things that you can do there, you know. So the kids are teaching themselves PowerPoint, presenting, mm-hmm. doing different things, you know, things that I'm like, oh, well, video editing. I'm like, how did you do that? You know, just by themselves, you know, in the time that they they, they have to do it. So yeah. it's not like yeah. 
they are missing out, you know, like I think we're also too afraid of that. And say, oh, I don't know this show. They come back and say, my friends are talking about, I say, so your friends, do they also know Khan Academy? Have they learned, do they have the coding certificates for level uh, mm -hmm. this that they have also done? So all of us, we have different paths and we're going in different directions. And so we just mm -hmm. must be true to ourselves. That's it. We should not be afraid to be different. You should not be afraid to, to decide what you want in a home and stick to it and say no. Mm -hmm. I was just telling my children, so funny, funny thing, I was just having a conversation earlier today, you know, doing the devo mm -hmm. uh, devotion, saying that we have to get to a point in our lives where we're not afraid to just be different. Like, I just want to, I shouldn't be afraid yeah. Yeah. to say that this is this is why. Why, why must I conform mm -hmm. to your idea of yeah. what something should yeah. look like? Why do I need to yeah. conform to that? And a lot of us are afraid of, of being different, of standing out in the crowd, mm -hmm. and we've lost our, really our identity. Even as believers, as children of God, as Christians, we've lost mm -hmm. that identity because we're afraid mm -hmm. of anybody yeah. labeling us and saying, oh, you're a fanatic, you're this, you're that. I don't really care anybody. Anyway, <laughs> if you think that I am that, I have no apologies <laughs> for, for the life that I want to live. And that's really up to us. And yeah. thank you for sharing, I mean, those little things, because it gives us a glimpse into what is possible, into what is mm. possible. It is possible to live our yeah. lives in a way that will always definitely, you know, be what we want. We don't have to copy other people and, and all of that. So, uh, and that kind of like brings me somehow to what I want to talk about next, which is about this. So now motherhood, and then there's marriage here, there's motherhood here, you know, and then we're trying to have this balance of okay mm. i want to be i want i mean i'm raising a good family i want my family to look like this i want my marriage to look like this but i'm spending so much energy into raising my children like this that it looks like i don't have any left to make my marriage like this if you know what i mean mm. so you know so there's that so there's that yeah. delicate balance you know where we oh, yeah. have to juggle yes. okay i want yes. a family my ideal family is like this and in that family the umbrella of family is marriage mm -hmm. and motherhood mm -hmm. right so where do I make, how do I marry these things together in such a way that one is not going to give for the other? And we're mm -hmm. constantly moving in the same direction together mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. uh, in both our marriage and in, in our parenting. Mm. Yeah, again, I think, it, I think it starts from articulating it, what you want um, for yourself, for your home, your marriage, your kind of relationship that you want with your husband and your children, how you want them to be, you know, the kind of individuals you want to raise them to be. Having done that, I would say um, it's all centered first on you, self. When I interact with women, um, there's this program I take some women through, um, it's like a personal consulting uh, um, you know, session, and I always start from self-care. Oh, I mean, Shea, I mean, we're all women here. We know how much, especially in Africa. Like, yeah, you cannot give what you don't have. Yes, ma'am. That's how we try to. So when we when we leave places like this, you want to go and start implementing different things again, doing things for your husband, for you know, what it starts with you, because you will burn out, and then you begin to resent the people that you're supposed to love and care for. So for me, it starts with self-care. Um, I have gone through, you know, the different, uh, I was just talking about recently, I mean, 2020, for example, where we were and all of that. But in the midst of it, I try, I try my best. I don't play with my self-care. So first again, on a daily, weekly, monthly, 
so on a daily basis, for example, if it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes for myself, whether it's the 30 minutes I wake up first to, I mean, whatever it is that fills your tank, you have to be able to articulate yourself. What are your fillers? What are your drainers? The things that you do take from you and the things that you do that fill you is different from all, for all of us. Yeah. You know, for some, one of, something that can be a drainer for one person can be a filler for another person, you know. So sit down and write those things. And then you take your fillers and actively try to do those things for yourself now on a weekly basis. So apart from, so for me, on the days where I'm able to have that, my morning devotion, hmm. 30 minutes before I now go and start waking everybody up and getting them ready for the, I mean, the day is different. It's very clear because I've taken time to fill my tank, you know, before I engage. Me, I mean, now my cup of coffee time on, I have one red chair that is my like happy place, the reclining <laughs> chair in my house. I mean, at that time, I don't want to know if the, everybody likes, let's see, be falling down, you know, but there are some things I do. Then on a weekly basis, I do different things. So in a month, one day might be hair day, you know, that's for me, makes me feel good. Another day might be nail day. I go and like do my nails. Another day might be, I go and get facial something or another day might be, I just go out and hang out with a female friend, you know, like me, a mom, all of us just say, you know, when the kids are in school, I put it. So I, I, I try to put my Mondays as my free days um, for me on a weekly basis. Now on a monthly basis, I have been trying to do this. I've not been able to achieve it regularly, right? But I would really love to go away right for like one or two days because i do very well like that you know just go reboot and all those things you see i have found look when i go to the spa when i come back i'm ready for my husband i don't need you see many times you are waiting for him to be the one to fill your tank for you to be it doesn't necessarily have to come for him from him mm, yeah tank just needs to be full and you see that when you can now give from that place you know, of confidence and of, you know, yourself, you are the best version, then you will begin to see things that you have been yearning for, probably nagging about and all that. But by the time, you're no longer looking at his face, you know, but when you get what you need to get first from God and then yourself, you are better, you know, tools to give, you know, so then you can focus on Oga and then you can now focus on your children, right? But I think everything is about structuring it. Just like you said, those two relationships are different. Um, one of the things we do, we've learned to have date nights for us if we're in the same city on the same day, on every, every Thursday evening is date night for both of us. So we try to, if we can't go out, we lock ourselves in the room and we just have um, um, that time where we're not trying to talk about bills or the kids or anything, we're trying to bond. Um, and there's this ultimate intimacy app that helps. It has like some conversation starters if you like hit a rut in your marriage to actually get you guys talking about those things, you know, that actually spark romance and stuff like that in your marriage. And now after we had done that for a while, it was the kids that they said to us that mommy, this is not fair. Friday night has to be family night. <laughs> so it's not all of us, the kids will do something. He's moving out, we play board games or we do this and all of that. And we're like, okay, good idea, right? So that is for them. So when we're there, you know, it's focused for them. I also try to have times with the kid, kids every day. Maybe um, it might be even as little as five to 10 minutes with each child. You know, that's aha, that's um, personal, where you get to feel the pulse of every child and all that. So it, it's really about structuring. You're the first of all, understanding that yes, it starts from you. Um, secondly, that yes, these are two different relationships. And um, one, I know there was a time, I think I was feeding my, 
my marital relationship more and my children are like mommy and daddy you could like yourselves too much it's like you could don't like the children you could just like yourselves and i was like yes i don't know that is my best friend you know and all of that but i learned for me that was um you know something i'm like okay no they shouldn't be feeling that way um even though yes it's a good to have that model of a good marriage uh, but we now we need to focus on them to also water them and um, watch them so you know it's a what do they, it's a, it's, a, it's like walking sometimes it feels like walking a tightrope yes it's like it's a balancing act <laughs> but yeah. the beautiful thing in juggling many balls is that it's the motion that keeps it going is the motion so you keep i mean you just keep doing that but at the center please is you taking care of yourself you giving yourself up and giving from you know your overflow Wow. Wow. I mean, you, you've said so much in just that, just that saying, talking about yourself, because it's, it's like, that's where a lot of us are, are, are just, are just having trouble. This thing you're talking about, about, I put myself on my calendar. I am important like that. I, in fact, my calendar for myself this year, I've already said it's the last day before we entered the new year. Like I can't, I can't deal. Like my Mondays is this, what my every Monday is in my, that's when I put that on myself. Uh, every last whatever weekend of the of the month, whatever, every quarter when I do this, every month a year, like that seven days in a year, my regime, everything I put in my calendar because I don't want anything to come back and say, oh, so when I check my calendar, are you available? No, not. Mm-hmm. I can really say I'm not available. It's not because I'm doing something else with another person. Yeah. It's because I'm doing something with myself, and I'm I'm that important. Mm-hmm. I am important like that. Please see value in yourself. You are the you are the most. I feel like you're the most important thing in this whole equation. Yes. You are the most important person here. Without you, there'll be no your marriage. What marriage are you talking about? Or what motherhood are you talking about? You are crucial to everything. Your marriage, your motherhood, your purpose for your life. You are the one at the center. Please let's, you know, take all things that she's talking about. They are so crucial. Take care of yourself first so that you can give from a full tank. That's where you can even have the presence of mind. Mm-hmm. About what I would want, what do I want to see happen in my marriage, or what I want to see happen for my children. Oh, you are tired, burnt out, overwhelmed. Believe me, yeah, reactive. You're not going to be proactive at all. Yeah. You're going to be doing so, yeah. so reactively that you are not even having time to plan anything out. Yeah. You know, yeah, and I love what something somebody's saying here about the fact that sometimes there's a feeling of guilt. Mm. And, and that's something that I, I actually was thinking about yeah. earlier today about this mom guilt thing. There's mom guilt somewhere there. It's if you're thinking yeah. of yourself, you feel like, oh, what about my children? Or if you think of your children, what about my husband? You know, we always have that guilt. And one thing that has helped me, and I'm going to ask Dr. Mika to share hers as well, one thing that has really helped me, you know, and I think we talked about this also in our last one we talked, when we talked about productivity and growth with um, um with Nikefa Mojuro. And she was saying that by planning every single part of your life helps you to get rid of mom guilt. Number one, when you plan your children into your calendar, you, you will already see that in this calendar, everybody has space. Yeah. I have space, my children have space, my husband has space. What's remaining? Everybody has space. Why would I feel guilty for having my own space? Do you get what I'm saying? So just having life by design, like Dr. Maker said, is just have that life by design. What do I want to see happen for me, for my husband? For my children and I put everybody into the calendar. I think that helps. So now I'm not feeling guilty when I'm taking my own time because I'm giving you all time. Yeah. I don't have to feel guilty for doing that. I was telling my children the other day that I was saying I said, guess what the best part of my day is? 
the, guess what the best part of my of my I can't remember what it was was my day or something like that guess what it is and they kept trying to guess you know um is it when you're just even I can't remember what they were even saying and I said so my one of my my older daughter said is it when is it when you're you're telling us bye bye when we're going to going to school and I said well <laughs> see me something close right and I said is actually no, a funny thing, she was kind of right, you know? And I was like, do you know that you're close? It's actually the fact that I get to spend this time with you guys. Like, telling you bye-bye to go to school and welcome you back home. is why yeah. I've chosen my life. The life I've yeah. chosen is deliberate. Yeah. yeah, Being able to be home and say, welcome guys, how was school today? Mm -hmm. Honestly, it gives me joy. Part of the plan, yeah. So when I've, I've welcomed you, I've sent you off, you see that I've given you all this time to make sure they're fine, you pack your bags, are you fine? Have you taken your jacket? Are you grabbing your stop pants? Have you taking a mask? And I've sent you off to school and I'm home, I'm working. You cannot tell me that I have been a selfish mother. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you can't tell me that. Yeah. You know, and, and that is just what it is. And I love somebody saying something about it takes discipline and knowing what and accepting what you want. Think discipline, a lot of us don't have it. The discipline to even plan yourself into your calendar. Mm. We don't have it. Some of us are so. We just live life the way it comes. We're not, not deliberate about how we program our day or our lives or our month or our weeks or whatever. I'm just, I don't, I want to just talk about that, which is, you know, what do yeah. you do or to ensure that that guilt is not killing you? Or you don't even have it at all. I don't, I don't have it anymore. I don't have it. Uh, and yeah, and that's for many of the reasons, you know, that you have said, because when you articulate to yourself, you know, it, it, that planning helps to say, oh, I plan to spend so, so time, number of, you know, with the kids, right? Uh -huh. And it's not just that because, I mean, it's open-ended. You can't spend 24 hours with anybody, <laughs> like any, there are different aspects <laughs> of your life, right? Uh -huh. So when you put everything in front of you and you can plan it in like that, and you know, you also have special times, um, like now, I mean, sometimes uh, twice they wanted to come in, but before I came in here, I had that conversation that please guys, and I had to actually, because I mean, this is supposed to be family night. I'm mm -hmm. actually not supposed to be doing this tonight. Uh -huh. I had to, you know, I said that and it's okay. I'll make it up to you like this, you know, and all of that. So, but having setting up, you know, this machinery in place, you know, this routine, things that happen, just like she said on that, like you said, you chose the life, be able to send your kids to school and be able to receive them back. That's also a decision um, that you make career-wise. You mm. didn't, have, you don't have to do that, right? That's another thing I made um, as a medical doctor, not to go the clinical route, for example, um, because of the phase of family that you know were in, and I have absolutely no regrets about that. So just putting that. But I, there's something I want to talk about because I know I've heard this question a lot. What's the difference between self-centeredness and self-care? Uh -huh. When people say self-care, this self-care thing is entering into your head. You are becoming the, you know, and all of that. And this usually comes from a religious background. I don't know how many of us here are Christians and all that. But we are I'm all Christians. You see, the Bible, I try to make people first of all, the Bible says that Jesus Christ, every day, told us that he would early in the morning before anybody else wakes up and all that, he goes. He loved the world or wanted to save the world. Or sometimes people are pursuing him, remember? He would disappear to go and be alone 
but people are dying. Ah, how can he leave us? We need to, uh, he needs to come and heal the sick and, and raise the dead, right? So those were, I mean, life, those were, you know, life or death issues, but he knew the importance. He did it as a routine. And then from time to time, he would just disappear in the middle of um, this and just go. And they said, they'll go and see him at the other side and all that, why being alone? That was self, that was me time because he understood that that was so key to him fulfilling his purpose. There's no way he could have had the results that he had in his life if he never took that time to be alone with his God. That was his refueling time. That was the time he received. It was there he settled all those things. That's why he come out, you know, the way he could come out. And so that's the first thing. The Bible also talks about it. The same Jesus said to us, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And I know that, I mean, we take it for granted as you love yourself, but some of us have never learned to love ourselves. And so that's why some of us even have find it difficult to love our neighbors. Some of us cannot, for the life of us, fathom, for example, maybe giving a particular amount of money out. They're like, what, what? Because I mean, I cannot even spend that on myself. Why would I give that to someone? For example, that's because you haven't learned to. So you see, to me, it's biblical. It's big because the Bible always stresses on it. It says what Jesus Christ began to do and to teach. He was doing it first. Take heed unto yourself and the flock. So that after you have preached to everybody and all that, you yourself, you will not be found wanting. It's possible. You can minister to your family members and at the end of the day, you'll be empty and you will miss it. So please, if you have ever had those questions in your mind, I hope I've been able to just throw a little light that yeah. self-care is biblical, is necessary. Christ did it. Who are you? Who am I? <laughs> Not to be, cannot function without it. So you must plan it in. It must be part of your routine. You must do it on a regular basis. I love it. I love it so very much, you know, mm -hmm. and <laughs> it, honestly, everybody saying love it, love it. Yes, because if you, if you remember, we've been doing this series on West, uh, you know, about the rhythms of when, when the Bible talks about the fact that you should come and learn of me, let me teach you the real way to rest. Yeah. The real yeah. way to rest. It is, mm -hmm. it's a rhythm. And the rhythm, and, and the most important thing that we have to realize is that we are children of God following mm -hmm. after this same master, that is Jesus. And he said, come, let me teach you. I'll teach you what it means to really rest. Rest is a lifestyle, not a vacation. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. You build rest into your everyday routine. This thing that yeah. we're talking about, about, oh, giving yourself 15 minutes, 30 minutes every day, it's part of the rest you're building into your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Not until you have, you have totally, totally, <laughs> totally worn out. Say, oh, vacation. Oh, yeah. one week. In one year. You haven't even made it a lifestyle. Like every single yeah. day, it's your meeting. Yeah. How many time are you spending with yourself? Yeah. What are you doing in that yeah. time? I was saying, it may sound very weird to you ladies, but I was sharing and I was just drinking and it was, I was really serious about how I had to learn I'm not joking. Like I have to make a moment. I will not eat when I'm working. It was a big deal for me because I am such a worker, worker, worker. <laughs> that mm -hmm. even to, to give myself 30 minutes and say, let me, I mean, I do self-care in, in other ways, but this one mm -hmm. where I will carry my food to my table and say, as I'm eating, I'm working. I said, no, not, never again. Except maybe mm -hmm. something happens, like maybe like have an emergency or something else. So let me go yeah. eat like a But normally, no, I said, no, I'm not doing it again. I will carry my food to the table. I finish my food. I will not do anything else in that time. That those things are so important because mm -hmm. we are we feel this need to always be on the go, always on the move. 
So when God is telling you, come, let me teach you how to really rest, what true rest is like. Mm-hmm. The same Jesus Christ that will go away and say, I'm going away. I, I, I mean, I can't even, I just want to be by myself. I'm praying and being alone. The same Jesus Christ that told the disciples, let's go alone. As they were going, people followed them. He said, okay, you know what? Since they are ready, let's feed them. So that's how you learn a rhythm of rest. Because yeah. there will be times when you're trying to rest and God says, somebody needs attention, get up and go and attend to yeah. Yeah. You won't say because, yeah. like, what Jotemengo is doing here right now. She won't say because mm-hmm. it's family night, even though it's, it's mm-hmm. important, she needs to yeah. keep yeah. that time special to say, oh, you the yeah. calls. Can I just, can we reschedule? Can we, like, guys, I'll make up to you. I'll make it up to you. It's a rhythm. So it's not a rule thing, or, oh, you must do this, otherwise something will happen. No, it's a, it's a rhythm. Mm-hmm. And it's about just staying with God, letting him teach you this rhythm, even for marriage, for this mother we were talking about. It's a rhythm. If you stay with him, he'll teach you. Say, hmm. I'm not spending enough time with your husband. You make adjustments. Adjust, adjust, adjust. mm. You say, okay, 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 okay. I hear you, God. You make that adjustment. You say, ah, you're not spending enough time with me. Ah, what do I do? What do I do? Make this time, yeah. make this time. It's wisdom that comes from him. So it's not a matter of rules. Oh, don't do this every day. Or you do it. Mm. And we learn it by taking time with, you know, to spend time with God and just to follow him as he leads us. And so I've had this great, beautiful discussion with you, Dr. Bego, just today, honestly, because Things you're bringing to light are things that we just go go, go back and just think about them. Think mm. about them. How am I living my life by design? You know, you talked about design, about intentionality, about marriage as a farm, or even our motherhood as a farm. We cultivate these things. We make effort for it. And I hear you loud and clear. And I'm, I'm taking my notes. I'm, you know, going to start to implement some of these things in my life. And just being more deliberate on this journey that we are on as mothers to ensure that no area of our lives is left uncared for. It is so crucial. So now it's time for us to do a bit of questions. If you have any, if anybody has any questions, um, please drop it in the chat. Even though we're kind of like running out of time already. But if you have um, questions you want us to take, um, if you want to ask a question and you want to speak, please let me know so I can unmute you and you can share your questions um, with us. So if you need to raise your hand, oh, probably in the chat and I can just quickly unmute you. We can have like a bit of uh, a few minutes to take one or two questions before we have to go. So if you're like that, it feels like we've answered some as we we're coming already anyway um, mm-hmm. in the chat. But if anybody still feels they need to to talk about something that we didn't talk about, um, you want to ask Dr. Mego a question, you want her to address something that you have as, um, as a point of confusion or something, please let us know and we can take them before she has to go today. All right. Mm. Anybody? Can I? Okay. Beju says, "Can I create the atmosphere I want without a husband?" Oh, I love it. Do you want to? Do you have anything? Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. In fact, I think that that's the best time. Ah, if you were here from the beginning and you heard my stories. Um, in fact, if I had the chance to do with some of those things before I found myself with a husband, <laughs> I would have been the better for it. Um, so yes, it's about, it's what do you want? What, what do you want for your life? And it's everything. And, and sometimes, unfortunately, it depends on what part of the world you live in. But for us here, um, as young women, you get to a particular age and it's almost like your life stops. You are waiting to be married. And I feel that that's so sad mm. because it's one of the best times of your life where you can do whatever you want to do you don't need to, i mean now you know it's not easy for two to work together in agreements i mean <laughs> I of agreements on almost everything trust me 
you know so yes and i would i i would really like to urge you to begin to practice some of these things self-care planning your routine plugging it in making yourself a priority you know making sure your tank is full giving to people for i mean even where you live you know i see lots of single women just live like well like okay when i go to my husband's house husband, no no you it, it doesn't matter if you live in a warm and i mean for me this was just for me environments are important right um i love nice beautiful spaces I, so even when i was in school first of all even first of all when i was in you know normal hostel and then i moved off campus oh god i spent all my money for the first like one month after i moved in i was almost hungry every day but once i just come in and see my beautiful room i'm full right so i i, I treated myself like i made this princess bed you know sprinkled <laughs> silver and you know i can't forget i made i made furniture that made me feel good that made me feel you know special like so i like to come home to her so creating the atmosphere yes you know the spiritual atmosphere emotional atmosphere the physical atmosphere and the right kind of relationships you can you absolutely can and you should I love it. Thank you for sharing. Somebody has dropped a private um, um, question. The person says, what if the husband is not supportive in being intentional so that there are arguments we are trying to model these new changes? What can you do? Yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, and that is a question we hear a lot. It's a big challenge, um, especially again, you know, depending on the background of your husband. The truth is many times, that is going to be very, and I'm, I'm hoping that you guys have someone in your life that perhaps your husband is accountable to, your husband respects, or, you know, that has some sort of influence. Because honestly, at times like this, the most effective way, you know, from just general experience and life has been to go through those people to reach your husband at such a time, you know, because um, men, most men are wired differently than us. In fact, sometimes it's, a, it's an issue when you are digesting a new material or growing on a new plane and the other person, you know, so for us, for example, one of our principles that has helped us is the ability to try to carry each other along. But it was easier because, well, we are, we're, we're pretty much aligned, right? In purpose for some- Your values. And I understand yeah. that, yes. Um, and so sometimes you want, so sometimes it's like one person is speaking Greek, and the other person is speaking, you know, Edo, <laughs> is that, you know, you cannot commun you know, communicate, but sometimes if you have someone else that you trust and you respect that may be able to make that case, who understands your point, may be able to make that case in a different way to your husband. And then you also want to work to try to help surround your husband with the right kind of influences, okay? If you know the kind of people he likes, I, I do that and in fact, I think my husband does it more than me, um, I had to learn it from there where he goes out, he meets people and he's like, oh, you have to meet this person, you know, and he says the things that, and so this is the wisdom, you know, as a woman, you would say the things that you know your husband would like. So for maybe the guy is a successful businessman and all of that, that's why you want him to just say it and leave it there. However, for you, it's because of the man's values, the person's values, the person, you know, maybe the person's family, the other things you've noticed, but no, 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 no. You don't want to go pushing into his face. If you come and say, ah, this man is doing all the things that you are not doing, you, 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 you just, you've lost him, right? Uh -huh. So you want to 
you know, use wisdom to answer, okay, um, you know, try to set up a date or invite the person over or so let's go and say hello. Okay, those kinds of things to nurture those kinds of relationships so that, you know, you have other people speaking into his life um, that are also, um, you know, Mm, I love it. I, I love what you I love what you said, you know, about I'm trying to let him see. You know, because it's what I've realized is that a lot of us don't understand. And you're trying to force somebody to do something that they that they don't even know is possible to become. Yeah. You're forcing somebody to be to become what they don't even believe is possible to become. Yeah. But by introducing them to someone else who has those values or who is doing those things that you want them to do, yeah. not that you're going to tell them, I want you to go there so they can see what they are doing. No. It's just exposing mm. them to the possibility Absolutely. that this thing exists. That's yeah. all you really need. Yeah. You know, and that, that may be what he really needs to say, oh, wow, this person, I really like the way they do. I like what kind of like they're living. And also, it's even yes. possible to live this way. It will come from him. Exactly. Yes. He'll be even the one to say, well, I think we can do this. I think we can do this because he's exposed to the possibility. Sometimes yeah. he just don't know. It's not like they want to be weak and say, I'm not going to do it like that. It's just that they don't know it's possible. And even by telling them it's possible, it's not enough. Sometimes they need to see it. And that's where I wanted to even talk about you. Sometimes you need to become that person. Yeah. You know, you want your husband to do a certain thing. You may need to become that person who's doing that thing. Because that may be the only way that he sees that it's possible for you to be done. So well, even if you don't find someone else who, who you can model after for now, you be that person. You want, you want a more loving atmosphere in your home. You create that loving atmosphere by yourself first. You want your children to, to be raised a certain way, you start it first by mm. yourself. When he starts to see the results, you'll be like, oh, wow, this is good. Children are not watching TV. Oh, wow, okay, mm. okay, okay. I, I see that they're doing better in school. All right, well, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you may need yeah. to be the model first before you even find another mm. person. So I would say, it's, I know it's a, it's a selfless thing to do, and that is love. That is love that just Christ is advocating for us to have, but it's tough. It's tough because you're like, your flesh is telling you, eh? No, he has to be the one. He's not the head of the family. You know, that's your flesh pinching you yeah. and saying, no, 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 I'm not doing that. But the true way to follow Jesus is actually to be selfless. And it's tough, but <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> that's what I believe. It is possible. It's tough, but it's possible. It is doable. So yeah, thank you, Dr. Mego. And before we go, I want you to just share with us, you know, um, how, how can we reach you? So something we have other well, things, you know, where are you? Where can we find you? Um, and then yeah. please talk about your book. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I think across social media platforms, um, you can find me at Dr. Mega. That's at D R M E G O R. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, even though you would notice that I I go on very um, will I say long or frequent social media breaks, and I have no apologies for that. <laughs> it's also part of my plan and part of my design. But yeah. Um, uh, yes, you can find me there. Uh, I think I, I noticed that um, Shaya had shared the mm-hmm. link to the book. Yes. Um, so if you order now, it's, it's still like in the pre-order phase um, and then we'll get, get them across to you. Um, also, there is um, a course I'm about to launch, which I'm very excited about. Yay. It's a mother care course. It's for new mothers. Um, there's some sound bites that I shared with Shaya. Yes, 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 yes. I, 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 I mean, from I'm passionate about producing original mm. African stuff. And so from the perspective of a medical professional, what in Africa, um, taking the good parts of our culture, mm. so we call it the omugwa, omugwa, for those mm. of us that know, you know that care you give to mother and child after birth, oh. the omugwa essential course. Uh, we have the ones for moms and the ones for dads. And um, when it's ready, um, 
I'm going to, I'm sure for um, Shea, mm -hmm. we could pass a quote through yeah. university so that everyone yeah. who gets who buys from here mm -hmm. gets to get the that the cost for that for free you know wow. as an as that is so generous an, thank yes. you um, it's it's um, it's amazing yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm excited so about myself. it myself like yeah. it's practical yeah and expect more you know more um to come mm. uh, from there more practical things uh, mm. to come from there so everything you need to know um, when you give birth to a baby and to raising the baby, taking care of the baby and all that, taking care of yourself and getting anybody mm -hmm. else to take care of you, whether it's your nanny or mother-in-law, mm. you know, mother at that time or friend. Yay, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. So, I mean, the book is there. I put the link in the chat. So if you want to pre-order the book, it's, it's her sharing 11 lessons from her, uh, or both of them sharing, she and her husband sharing 11 lessons from their 11 years of marriage. And it is such a powerful, I mean, I read a bit of I'm like, ah, oh, oh, this is heavy stuff. <laughs> you know, it's really good, really good things that they shared. That they shared. So you want to go there, you want to get a copy for yourself. It's going to really help you in your marriage as well. Okay, so you can, you can hear us saying this amazing thing that's going to be coming to Mom University. For those of you there, I mean, most of us here are kind of like Mom University already. Um, if you're not there yet, I mean, apart from even from being able to give you access to Dr. Megos course when it comes out, we also have a few more courses launching again in the fall, um, not even in the fall, in the next term, not, not in the fall, in, in our summer term, new courses coming to you. We're gonna be starting off a, a new course on public speaking. And apart from what we already offer, we're also gonna be doing a course on project management. So yeah, many great things are coming your way for those that are already here. I mean, great things are coming for those that are not yet here. Of course, jump on board when the opportunity comes for you to be able to come. It's been an exciting time sharing with you today, Dr. Megor. I've had a great time mm -hmm. and just chatting with Thank you. you. Thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you. you. Anybody wants to show Dr. Megor some love in the chat? Just <laughs> how much is appreciated. Thank you so Thank much. You Thank guys. you guys so for being amazing. Thank you for, for having me. In spite of all I the things that are already going to be alive, we love you. We yeah, love you. I love you too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so you very, very, very much. Thank you. Okay, yeah. everyone. It's been an amazing time again here on Mommy Chats. And in another um, two weeks, we'll bring another episode of Mommy Chats. And we're going to be looking at motherhood and career, the delicate balance. And of course, we know that we're still going to continue with our Monday chats um, that we share with you. Something on motherhood, on family, on faith, and on life. And I look forward to having all of you joining again the next time. Have a beautiful rest of your day if you live in my part of the world. Or if you live in another part of the world, have a good night and God bless. <laughs> Bye, okay. everyone. Take care. Hello oh, and welcome to Monday Chat with Olushe, where we share with you about all things faith, motherhood, family, and life. Today.